Hi, everyone. Welcome to another TGN live event where the stethoscope meets the suitcase and every event is a journey into the heart of travel healthcare. I'm your host, Rachel Altum, the online community manager for the Gypsy Nurse. And together we're about to explore the exhilarating world where healthcare and adventure uh, intersect. So buckle up because this is where the pulse of healthcare meets the rhythm of the road. Today, we are diving even deeper in the world of travel healthcare with our friends from Medical Edge Recruitment. But before we get started, let's take a moment to look at the benefits that the Gypsy Nurse has brought to our community. Um, TGN is a one-stop shop for the travel healthcare worker, from insightful interviews with industry experts like Medical Edge, to in-depth discussions on healthcare trends on our platform, on the network group, on Facebook, and all of our social platforms and the website. And um, this is a valuable resource for both uh, seasoned professionals and those considering a career on the move. You can listen to these sessions and the other ones on thegypsynurse.com on demand. Just go to our events tab. Not only are we the only uh, largest online community, but we also hold the largest in-person travel healthcare conference in Las Vegas every year. Circle, uh, super early bird tickets are now on sale for $379 until the end of the year. Alumni, you also have a great deal too, so be sure to check it out. Uh, don't miss out on the event of the year for travelers. Just go to travcon.org to learn more. We have a lot of fun education and a lot of fun there, so be sure to check it out. So let's now get ready for an engaging discussion that will not only inspire you, but also provide valuable, valuable insights into the future of travel healthcare of 2024. So sit back, let's relax and go on this journey together. Um, please welcome Medical Edge's Director of Marketing, Ricky Speck, and Inbound Marketing Specialist, Taylor Dupont. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. Super excited to have you back on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, so I'm gonna let you take it away. I'm super excited to hear what um, is going to be happening next year. Perfect. So um, I'm Taylor. Uh, like Rachel said, I'm the inbound marketing specialist here at Medical Edge Recruitment. And I'm here with Ricky, um, again, like Rachel said, our director of marketing. So today we are just going to go um, over some information based on what travel nurses can expect in the coming year, so for 2024. Um, so we're just kind of going to kind of jump right into it. Um, Ricky, I know that you have been in the industry for about 15 years now. So to get started, can you tell us some of the trends and or changes that you've seen over the years um, in the healthcare field? Yeah, I mean, so I got started in the healthcare industry, obviously, when I was 10. Yes, 15 years. No. Um, so, so I've been in the healthcare industry for 15 years. And, you know, what was so crazy is that when I started just like, you know, a little baby healthcare person right out of college, um, I worked for a company where we went and implemented EHRs. And at the time, like Epic was like the smallest one that my company I worked for implemented. Like nobody wanted to be on the Epic team. Nobody knew what Epic was. This is how long ago it was, folks. It was so long ago. I was on the Meditech team, which like, I don't think really very many people have Meditech. And I was like on the, what? You're on Meditech? That's crazy. So cool. Um, but, you know, we would go out to hospitals to implement, um, you know, their whole EHR. And um, we would live in these like travel houses. And I was sharing my corporate housing with uh, this woman. Her name was Glenda so obsessed with her, but she had been a nurse for like 30 or 40 years. 
And um, I remember being like in meetings, but ADHD girl here, I'm going to tell you a side story about Linda. <laughs> so we would sit in these meetings with Linda and like at 10 o'clock in the morning, Linda would like lean over to me and she'd be like, I cannot wait to take my bra off. <laughs> like to the point I was like, Linda, we really need to talk about your bra situation, girl. Like that this is, that this, <laughs> um, this is your problem for you. But, um, but she just knew so much about the healthcare industry. She'd been a nurse forever. She'd been doing consulting forever. And I remember this was like in the early 2000s and she was like, there is a crisis coming in nursing. Um, she was like, so many of us are like, you know, old gals ready to take our bras off, like Miss Linda, um, you know, that they were about to retire. And she was telling me how hard it was to get into nursing school and that there were not enough nurses that were coming in and that there was a huge nursing shortage um, coming up. And so, you know, Glenda, wherever you are, I hopefully you are not wearing your bra uh, because I knew that's what you wanted then, girl. Uh, but but you were right. We are in um, you know, a huge nursing shortage. And uh, so it is a little interesting to me when I start to hear folks talking about the nursing industry and, you know, it being something that was, um, you know, precipitated by COVID when um, people like that had had a ton of experience that have been around. I mean, they've been talking about this coming up like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so yeah, now here we are just like, you know, Miss Glenda anticipated. Yeah. What a prediction she had there. Um, so now we'll kind of just get into more of what we can expect for the upcoming year. Um, again, obviously a lot of it will be centered on what you were just speaking on. So the first question I have for you is what do you anticipate will be the most significant differences in the travel nursing industry in the next year compared to the current landscape? Yeah, I mean, so I think everybody is experiencing the same thing that during COVID, um, you know, it was all about quantity, like how many bodies could we possibly get in from an agency standpoint. Um, and like the quality and the speed weren't as important. I should say speed was probably important, but you know, it really was about like quantity and how, how fast you can get them in there. What we're seeing now is that um, people are a lot more focused on the quality and of course, speed is still important. Um, so, you know, for us as an agency, one of the things that we are encouraging anybody that is trying to come on board with us or that's trying to get placed, um, number one, like the best way that you can make yourself look on your resume, like you want to get your resume together. You want to ensure that you're really putting that best foot forward um, because, you know, hospitals are being a little bit more particular about who they were taking. So maybe in the past, it was easy for you to get into, you know, facility. Now they really, truly are looking a lot for that, for that quality. The other thing is, of course, the speed, how fast we can get people in. So, um, you know, when you are working with the agency and they are asking you for all of your credentials up front, they, they're trying to really kind of rush you through that process and, and get all that in place. It's because we have to have that in order to even make that placement. So, you know, the more that as you're looking for, you know, your next placement for you to be getting all of your paperwork in on time, how fast you can get there. And then, of course, that that quality is is really important. Um, you, we, of course, are seeing a downside in the number of jobs that are available. But I think that we really are still in a, an adjustment period from COVID. It still is a lot higher than it was pre-COVID. So while we are seeing a decrease in those numbers, you know, it's not like it has gone back to like, you know, pre-COVID time, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that being said, what role will telemedicine and remote healthcare play in the travel nursing assignments in the near future? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, and it's something that we get asked a lot uh, for people that are like looking for those remote type of roles. That's something that for nurses that are really wanting to get outside the bedside, uh, that is a great career opportunity and move. Um, you know, and it really is going to allow you to be able to do more type case management type of work, working with the lower acuity care, um, you know, type of patients. Uh, but we definitely are seeing an uptick in that and, and companies that are looking for nurses to be in those roles. And honestly, you know, it's a great kind of career move if, if you are looking to get outside of the bedside. Absolutely. So I know you mentioned um, a couple of questions that we've discussed ago that there was going to be an increase in the number or I guess the demand of nurses. So how will travel nurse contracts, including compensation and benefits, evolve to meet the changing needs of healthcare facilities and healthcare professionals? Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing that, you know, a lot of people that are in current placements right now, especially if like your placement is getting extended, you know, over and over, uh, kudos to you. Cause number one, that means that you're doing a fantastic job that, uh, you know, that facility wants you back. But what a lot of travelers might not be aware of is that the facility, um, every time that you're renewing that a lot of times they aren't also like upping the pay for that. And as, agencies, you know, most agencies, especially us, but you know, there's tons of other really quality agencies out there that do the same thing. We um, are appreciative of you extending that contract. And so we're still paying you that, even though what we're getting paid from the facility is, is less. So we're kind of eating, eating that cost um, and really kind of operating on smaller margins. Um, but you know, that kind of it, it is what it is from that standpoint. And um, we are seeing that, um, you know, a lot of the pay that people were getting during COVID, obviously that pay rate isn't available now. Um, and so we're having a little bit of an adjustment there. Hospitals are have really being pushed to cut down on some of their costs and reduce margins. But what I really anticipate kind of happening in 2024 is that there's going to be a bounce back around that. Um, you know, hospitals or facilities are going to see if they can't get nurses to work for that rate, they're going to have to come up. Um, but the same side of on the nursing side is that, uh, you know, if you have a dollar amount that you're like, I was getting this two years ago, that dollar amount probably doesn't exist anymore. Right. So there has to be a little bit of like where folks are meeting each other in the middle. Absolutely. So do you anticipate any lasting effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on travel nursing? And if so, how will they influence the industry in the upcoming year? Yeah, I mean, so I think that you know the industry is just going to continue growing. Um, you know, post post COVID, um, you know, hospitals really are right now trying to um, mitigate how much external costs that they are looking for. So, um, you know, local contracts are a lot more popular right now than travel nursing. Um, you know, they're looking for ways that they can reduce some of that cost of, from that perspective. Um, you know, but I really think that a big thing is that, you know, we talk a lot about from the numbers perspective, your administrators talk a lot about from the numbers perspective, but at the heart, you know, um, I watch a lot of like nursing TikToks. I've got tons of friends that are nurses. Obviously we interact a lot with nurses here, um, is that there aren't, isn't enough conversation right now about like the burnout and the continuing effects of, um, you know, of trauma that we've got a lot of healthcare professionals that um, you are still working through that they experienced, you know, during COVID and um, you know, being really mindful about that here at Medical Edge. One of the things that we, you know, have is we have a program where we have benefits that allow 
for, you know, our providers to be able to, um, you know, be able to get some, you know, employee help from like that standpoint and to talk to a professional. Um, you know, so take advantage of that. Most agencies are going to have things like that. Um, but the other thing too, uh, when I'm seeing on, you know, my, my TikTok thing I was watching last night, one of the travel nurses is real popular and she was like saying, oh, everybody talks about going back to pre-COVID pay, pre-COVID this, but ratios aren't adjusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our nurses are still being asked to do more with less. And, um, you know, your agency wants to be a partner for you. So if you're being put in a position that you know, you feel is unsafe, like bring that to your agency. We have um, you know, a clinical care team that is specifically works with our, you know, clinicians that when they do have concerns like that, they have somebody that they can escalate that concern with. We will talk to, you know, your facility and and really be an advocate for you. Um, but and a lot of agencies really have that same type of service. So ask for that, take advantage of that. We all want to advocate for you and and um, you know make sure that you're in a safe position, your patients are safe, that sort of thing. Good deal. Now, kind of shifting gears slightly, um, my next question for you is: Are there any emerging technologies or innovations that are likely to impact the practice of travel nursing in the coming year? Oh my gosh! Okay, I love this topic so much. Uh, I'm slightly obsessed with it. So one huge uh, IT innovation or technology piece, especially in the recruiting space and traveler space, is um, using AI to find the best matches. Uh, So, you know, we're doing an implementation now where uh, our technology piece is going to be able to do some automated matching for for clinicians. So what we would be looking for providers is like, hey, we want to know all the cool things that you're interested in. You know, what are your skill set? What rates are you looking for? What areas are you looking for? We want to know that. Um, and then what we'll be able to do is take all of that information and really be able to apply that. So as jobs pop into our database, you could get a text like real time that's like, hey, this job just opened that really fits into the thing that you're interested in. Do you want to be like first in line to submit your stuff? Um, let's go ahead and get you like pre-qualified, so to speak. Let's get all your credentials, um, you know, loaded into your uh, bio. So then that way we can go ahead and like get you submitted real quick. Um, and so when you're working with any agency for our travel nurses, um, when they're starting to ask you like a lot of questions or they're sending you like those automated texts about, you know, your skill set or what types of jobs, like answer those um, where when you can, because that makes your profile better. It's kind of like, mm-hmm you know, Netflix, when you first like sign on and you like, you give like the thumbs up, thumbs down, like the more that you're giving us that feedback, the better your feed gets. So um, yeah, take advantage of that. Let your agencies know, give them more information about what you're you're interested in because they probably are trying to like give you a better Netflix kind of feed only with jobs. Yeah, no, definitely better tailoring so that Mm -hmm. it's better for everyone, honestly. Yeah. Saves everyone time. So in terms of changes from like a federal or state or legislative standpoint, what regulatory changes or legislative developments do you expect to have an impact on travel nursing in the upcoming year? Yeah, so one thing that we definitely are seeing from a regulatory standpoint is a lot of states are starting to push, um, you know, having appropriate ratios for nurses to patients. I love that. That is something that should have been in place a long time. Um, that's really keeping everybody safe on both aspects. Um, 
The downside of that, or I guess the positive piece from a travel nursing standpoint is that we still haven't addressed the root cause of the fact that we have, I mean, we're in a crisis from a nursing shortage standpoint. So um, it's great for those ratios to be in place. They should be in place. That's like table stakes, but there aren't also like all the nurses available to like fill those ratios. Um, but you know, I think from a travel nursing perspective, what is going to happen is that really is going to open up a lot of opportunities for travel nurses. So, you know, as states are passing those, those are great locations for you to really kind of keep your eye out on because there's probably going to be a lot of travel opportunities that are going to open up in those areas. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of, I know that there was a lot of talk recently about, um, you know, having always needing an RN at long-term care facilities. And that's some legislation that is up to be passed soon. And if it is, um, and you are in that long-term care, uh, you know, field in an RN, that's going to open up a lot of opportunities, um, you know, for you. I do think it's going to put a lot of pressure, especially on our rural market um, and whether or not they're able to, you know, get the bodies that they need um, or the nurses that they need in order to, um, you know, fill those state mandated yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out and affects different things, yeah. like said, especially in particular areas. Yeah. So, of course, we've mentioned quite a few um, expected changes for 2024. So how should travel nurses prepare for and adapt to these anticipated changes that the industry is going to see? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of continued pressure around um, you know, the ratio piece. Um, and sometimes it takes states longer than it, it should to pass things or for facilities to implement pieces. Um, so keep yourself knowledgeable, advocate, advocate, advocate. Um, the more that you know the nursing community can come together and really act as a collective or a whole, um, you know, you guys have been doing that over the past year and we're seeing real change happen from a legislation perspective. So keep doing that, keep advocating for yourself. Um, but also, you know, educate along the way. So, you know, for fatigue, for burnout, you know, don't be afraid to speak up about that. I think for a long time, people didn't want to talk about trauma at work and they didn't want to talk about, you know, some of that stuff. But, um, you know, there's such a direct link to the type of care and the quality of care that you nursing or anybody in the healthcare field is able to provide to patients. Um, there's such a direct link to that quality of care. So continue to be vulnerable and open and talking about that. It's so important. Um, so then that way, you know, everybody can continue to advocate. Perfect. So we've of course been answering a lot of questions from the nurse perspective, but the facility as well as well as the agencies of course, the way that they operate and the things that they do directly affect the nurses as well. So how will travel nursing agencies and healthcare facilities need to adjust their strategies to align with the changing landscape in the coming year? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think a couple of things that I think of right off the bat is that from an agency perspective, how most old school agencies have worked, right, is uh, doing a lot of like calling and you know, doing doing a lot of that piece which is great. We don't want to lose that person to person connection. But especially as we have more younger nurses that are like coming up or um, more tech savvy where they're like using apps, they're using social media. That is how so many people are used to, um, you know, used to working and used to, you know, kind of, um, 
engaging, so to speak. So we're going to see a lot more apps that agencies are using. I think, um, you know, a lot of the larger agencies, like they have those, they've had those in place, uh, but you're going to see a lot more of like automation around those apps, a lot more of AI that's being utilized to match you to your perfect role. Um, you know, honestly, as just a regular job, job seeker person that's looked for jobs, might not have been nursing jobs, but I knew how annoying it was when I would get jobs that like, I am, why are you reaching out to me about right. this? Uh, why are you sending me the CFO stuff? Like I was a marketing girly. Why are you doing that? Um, and so that would get so annoyed by so, that, you know? And it's so, it's so for a lot of, you know, nurses, like they, I know that you guys get annoyed when you start to get jobs that you're like, I, ER nurse is not, not what my thing is. Right. So, you know, us really like utilizing that, um, utilizing social media more to like do recruiting, um, you know, when we see that we've got travel nurses that are out there like using TikTok and things like that, you know, you probably are uh, getting some folks like hitting you up for like, you know, based off of the brand that you built for yourself. So right. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. Okay. Now, kind of shifting back toward, um, you know, I guess more focused on the nursing perspective and whatnot. Are there any skills or qualifications that will be particularly valuable for travel nurses in the near future? Yeah, I mean, so we talked a little bit in the beginning about how facilities um, are looking a lot more for that um, for that quality piece. Um, if they are having to pay a premium, like they want like the best of the best. Um, so you know, when we start looking at the necessary skills that are like the softer skills, right? Um, adaptability and flexibility. Um, you know, they are paying you more than they're paying their um, direct hire or you know permanent. So they probably are going to expect you to flex a little bit more um, and being comfortable with that. If this is your first travel assignment and maybe you feel like walking into that facility, like it is like a little bit like chaotic or they're being asked, they're asking you to like flex between shifts, like embrace that uh, because that is something that they're specifically looking for. Right. Um, you know, also, you know, having like critical thinking skills, um, somebody that doesn't need them necessarily to hold like their hand all the way through the process and um, really being able to communicate across the floor, um, you know, with the agency, with supervisors, over communicate like every way that you can, because uh, there might be some aspects where they're like assuming that, you know, X, Y, Z, like you got to you guys talk up and you got to communicate and say that you don't know. Um, and then I think that for minimum qualifications, you know, again, because they are looking for 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 quality before you could have less experience. Mm -hmm. And now what we're seeing is that a lot of facilities are asking for like an increase of experience where before maybe you could get away with just having like a year nursing experience. Mm -hmm. Now they're like multiple years experience. Like if they're paying you like, you know, high premium rates are really expecting you to come to the table with a lot more experience. Um, you know, and then of course, like having your uh, state um, compact state license, that's kind of table state type things. Okay. So what advice do you have for healthcare professionals who are considering a career in travel nursing in the next year, given the projected industry changes? Yeah. So um, we see a lot of first time travel nurses that kind of make the mistake of seeing like a high dollar, you know, pay or high pay rate. And like, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. Like they are so excited to jump on board. You used to be a recruiter. So like I'm sure you know, you've seen that. 
Um, but you really have to keep in mind, like, well, what are your expenses that you already have? And what are the expenses at the location that you're going to? Um, you know, most agencies have kind of like a calculator that they can give you to like utilize to kind of think through that. Um, but you know, you have to be thinking about, all right, well, if I need to leave my car at home for my partner, how am I going to travel to and from my work site? Like, do I need to take Ubers? Like, what does the housing situation look like if it's a hotel versus Airbnb? A lot of Airbnbs might require you to like pay a deposit or, you know, what is your agency kind of helping you from that perspective with, but you need to like really sit down and um, I'm an optimist at heart. So I'm not good at this. So find you a friend that is, if you, if you are like me, um, but really think through what is like all like the worst case scenarios where all the possible expenses I could have and is this high dollar amount really going to cover that? Um, you know, because just because you see that rate doesn't mean that that's the best. Right. There could be a smaller dollar rate in, um, you know, a rural town that has like way cheaper cost of living. At the end of the day, you're going to pocket more. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to see that a lot when I was on the recruitment side of things. And it was almost like a shock factor sometimes to people when once they would get offered a contract and then they would kind of dive into figuring out what it was going to actually cost them to live there. And they wanted the contract initially because like you said, they would see a high like sticker price in a sense on it, right? Like they're getting a good pay rate, but it, it really didn't, the high pay rate didn't really outweigh the, you know, really high cost of living in whatever area it may have been. So definitely something to pay attention to for sure. Yeah. Oh, one more thing too, um, that I would also keep in mind, this is your first time being a travel nurse. Um, is that the IRS does tend to keep a little bit of a higher eye or, um, you know, focus on people that are doing things like a travel industry, travel nursing. Um, so if you aren't really comfortable or knowledgeable about like what some of those like tax regulations are, um, there are tons of, you know, tax accountants out there that would love to work with you. Um, the cost is very minimal and it will save you a ton in the long run. So we really recommend that you for sure, like get yourself a tax accountant that can give you some good, you know, guidance around that so that you um, aren't making some, you know, rookie mistakes there that at the end of the year, you're like, I have to pay what in taxes? Right. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. Now, I think this is probably the last question that I have for you, but can you discuss the impact of the labor market, such as shortages and surpluses on travel nursing assignments in the coming year? I know you've touched on this a little bit, but if you could give us maybe like some more specifics on things. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think we are going to continue to see a shortage in permanent hire positions. Um, You know, a lot of nurses or a lot of providers are a lot more hesitant to like hook their wagon onto a facility or a health system. And they really like the freedom of being able to go where they want to go, have contract links the length of time. Maybe they've got burned by a facility in the past and they're like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like uh, commitment. I have some commitment phobe issues, you know? And um, so I think we're going to continue to see that permanent hire positions are, there's going to be a shortage like in people that are willing to do that. So because of that, a long, a long run, there's going to be a lot more opportunity for travel nursing um, and that where facilities or, um, you know, healthcare systems might have a beginning to look for those permanent hire positions. They're going to find, I can't fill them. I now have to go to travel nursing or local, you know, uh, contract type things. 
Um, you know, the specialties that we really kind of see the most in demand right now, um, and I don't see this changing, it's really going to be like ICU, med surge, um, ER, uh, long-term care, obviously with some of the new uh, things are going to be passed through, um, you know, through Congress, the long-term care is going to be a huge one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, psych, corrections, those are all areas that we see uh, huge opportunities in and growth for people looking specifically for those travel nurses. Um, and then the states that, you know, are looking the most, um, obviously are going to be like Florida, Massachusetts, Hawaii, Texas, Georgia, Pennsylvania, um, California. Those are all going to be states that we continue to see a lot of jobs that are available for travel nursing or local hire positions, but that are contract. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like that was a good really good like snippet of information on the specifics and whatnot. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah. This is fun. Um, I think we can bring Rachel back on. Perfect. That was so great. I loved hearing all about that. I'm so excited for this next year and hopefully some good changes come out of, you know, with leg legislation and all that kind of stuff. So thank you guys so much. Thank um, you. Thank you. And we love having you guys on. We can't wait to see what you bring us next year. So um, I know it was your guys' first time um, doing this. Medical Edge does it every quarter, but you guys were first timers. And I think you guys did great. The audience loved you guys. So um, thank you again for joining us. We can't wait to have you on again. Thank you. Bye.